peace family vicky dillard for african diaspora news channel thank you so much for tuning in be sure to give the video a big thumbs up and share the broadcast thank you so very much family i have been discussing over time now the uh, recent hearing uh that the uh, house foreign affairs committee conducted in the united states concerning uh and in fact the hearing was actually called uh and it was also accompanied by this outrageous um resolution that the uh, chairman of the hearing conducted a black chairman by the way it was entitled examining the current U.S. South Africa bilateral relationship. And the hours long hearing was absolutely outrageous. The United States finally got to the point to where it was clear they were very upset. Uh, they were entirely triggered by the rise of South Africa and her relationship on the global stage. They specifically mentioned um, the powerful uh, G20 block that they are connected to. They specifically mentioned the fact that they accused them of working with Russia to, you know, de-dollarize the, the globe. I mean, it was just so outrageous, the things that were said. They constantly attack ANC. They were constantly attacking any notion of uh, the government there moving forward with its distribution, its righteous distribution of property uh, and land from the Boers to uh, Black Africans. Well, it's interesting. In addition to hearing from certain congresspersons, some of their witnesses, a couple of them uh, were South Africans. And I'm telling you, boy, oh boy, oh boy. One was Mrs. Reddy Thalby. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. My understanding is that she's a broadcaster, they're a prominent broadcaster there uh, uh, in the nation. I want you to listen to what she testified uh, about, what she said during her testimony as a witness concerning the South African apartheid. Listen to this. About that history, but the history that doesn't get spoken about is that the U.S. also supported the fight against apartheid. I mentioned an anniversary of that 1986 veto, the House and the Senate overwhelmingly supported the uh, Comprehensive Apartheid Act that put sanctions on South Africa. That history is important. And what has happened is that Russia perhaps has exploited its involvement and exaggerated to great benefit. It's the information wars capturing the narrative. And perhaps the United States have been a tad too humble about its support for the democratic uh, process. So some know about this history, others reflected in everyday commentary. But I do think that we don't have a, a, a Russia, a, a voice from South Africa that just supports Russia without any condition. There's a pushback against that perception too. Okay, family, did you hear that? Family, what? Vicky, calm down. You can tell the US Congress knew exactly who they were getting and what they wanted on the record when they picked the South African witnesses, they wanted to testify. Now, here and there, some of the witness, some of the witnesses seems like they were saying stuff that was coherent, but for the most part, what, what who cares about some of the decent stuff she said throughout the hearing? If, if she says this bomb of a statement that just takes completely away from everything else that could have possibly made sense. Know when you are being used, family. 
Now, how was she going to sit up here and say that America really did stand with South Africa and was against apartheid? She, of course, mentioned um, the 1986 law that the Congress was able to override the veto from um, President Ronald Reagan at the time. And that just had to do with, in fact, the name of it was called the uh, Comprehensive Apartheid Act. Uh, the, that was a veto. Let me just read you a little bit of this excerpt. It says, on this day in 1986, the House voted 313 to 83 to override President Ronald Reagan's veto of the Comprehensive Apartheid Act. Um, it goes on to talk about um, how it levied economic sanctions against the Republic of South Africa. So obviously the Anti-Apartheid Act ended up you know, obviously being the focus, but watch this. When you do the research and when you do the history, you'll find that it was black Americans. There was a grassroots in the United States that was really against this. And obviously they saw the parallels uh, to Jim Crow that we experienced here in the United States. And of course, black Americans in general are the consciousness of the country regarding anything related to justice. But when you make such statements, like, well, perhaps the Americans are being too humble uh, and they really did basically fight for a fight against apartheid. And, and basically she was trying to relieve and excuse America. Ma'am, we, ma'am, nobody in America is saying that. Really. Nobody in America is really saying that, ma'am. Why are you flying all the way over from South Africa? Staining your reputation to cape for something that you know misleads people. Don't you know, and I'll just speak for slavery here in the United States. That's just like saying, well, you know, America was against slavery. Please, you don't get to count that little few handful of people. It's known all over the world, America was for slavery. How did slavery end? It ended because black Americans created enough revolts. Talk black to me, somebody. Created enough fear that they overcame it. And when you do any level of research, just a cursory review of the history of the United States of America, you will find the overwhelming majority of, uh, of white Americans in, North, in the North and the South were still overwhelmingly for slavery. But black Americans, we weren't waiting to, for y'all to decide. Talk black to me, somebody, if you was for or against it. And then we know that Abraham Lincoln is often given credit for signing the Emancipation Proclamation. Well, first of all, when you study that, you see that that was very limited, but also the Emancipation Proclamation was basically tantamount to what in the United States would be a presidential executive order. And Abraham Lincoln is on record as saying that if he could, he would not end slavery. He chose to end slavery because it was political posturing. That was his way of trying to keep the union intact. That's certified American history. So as much as we like to give him credit for signing off on this document, which had little to do with our actual freedom, to be honest, you will find that it was political posturing and there was nothing in him or the anti-black racist powers in the North or the South. I'm talking about in overwhelming numbers. Yes, you just, you had your pockets of the Quaker type, you know, religious whites that were against it. But nobody's sitting here crediting America saying that America wasn't for 
slavery. No, that was all us. And just like it was black Americans and the grassroots that stirred the waters here in the United States, that eventually went to the colleges and that eventually went to corporations and others that put so much pressure on the United States. But there's one other thing I want you to keep in mind before you go giving seemingly the masses of the people credit for that. Yes, we're glad they came to that conclusion no matter what the motivation, I'm not saying that. Of course, yes, we get the end result. But I'm saying the manner in which she testified gave the impression as if this was just some, you know, overwhelming, upright and moral group of people that just decided, no, if you want to be specific about it, say black Americans is the one that did that, ma'am. But we see that you were sitting here trying to curry favor from the U.S. government. That's the problem we have. About that history. But the history that doesn't get spoken about is that the U.S. also supported the fight against apartheid. I mentioned an anniversary of that 1986 veto. The House and the Senate overwhelmingly supported the uh, Comprehensive Apartheid Act that put sanctions on South Africa. That history is important. And what has happened is that Russia perhaps has exploited its involvement and exaggerated to great benefit. It's the information wars capturing the narrative. And perhaps the United States have been a tad too humble about its support for the democratic uh, process. So some know about this history, others reflected in everyday commentary. But I do think that we don't have a, a, a Russia, a, a voice from South Africa that just supports Russia without any condition. There's a pushback against that perception too. We were able to uh, override that in 1986. The United States was, and then when you do the history, you find out that Japan and other European countries ended up following the United States by releasing some of the sanctions. So there was a lot of international pressure as it relates to that. So it's not about American being willing. Again, we're all happy, no matter what the motivation, of course, we're strategic. So, and we know that we're at war. So we know, we don't, we don't care about whatever America's motivation is. We're glad that they ended it, right? But I'm saying her testimony gave the impression that it was something else. And I'm, I'm drawing a distinction. That was black Americans, beloved, that served as the grassroots and the impetus for what you saw. And America had her own geopolitical reasons for doing that. But not only that, that was around 1986. Guess what else was happening in 1986? I said, guess what else was happening in 1986? How many of you all are familiar with the Iran-Contra affair? The Iran-Contra affair was a major political scandal that was happening in 1986. Some of it initially started in 1981, but it came to a head with an unbelievable uh, leak in 1986, senior uh, administration officials secretly, secretly facilitated the sale of arms to Iran, which was the subject of an arms embargo. The administration hoped to use the proceeds of the arms sale to fund the Contras, a right-wing rebel group in Nicaragua. Under the Bolton Amendment, y'all listen, further funding of the Contras by government appropriations had been prohibited by Congress, but the loophole was to use non-appropriated funds. What? Guess what else happened? Let me help you understand something. And this is why black Americans understand war and how America moves better than anybody because of how she deals with her battlefield strategies domestically against us and have for centuries. Watch this. That Bolin Act that prohibited the United States from using those funds to fund this godless um, 
war that they were engaged in, the administration again hoped to use the proceeds of the arms sales to fund the Contras, the Contras, right? Y'all remember that? But under the Bolin Amendment, further funding of the Contras by government appropriations had been prohibited by Congress. So what did the United States do? It was illegal for the United States to be doing what she was doing with Iran. And this was back in 1986, around the same time that the United States of America started to finally agree and override Reagan's veto for sanctions against South Africa. And then, like I said, the rest of the European countries and Japan finally fell in line. Watch this. So how did the United States raise some of that money? It wasn't just some loophole to use non-appropriated funds. We found out later that this is a major time of the crack epidemic in the United States. Do you know that the United States credibly, credible evidence shows that it was the United States of America that flooded those drugs into the black community. We didn't know anything about no crack cocaine. Trained up the drug dealers, set up the whole system and used the monies that she got from the streets. From destroying black families, killing black mothers and fathers and sending many of the rest of them to prison. To fund that war involving not only Nicaragua, but Iran. Think about that. So the United States, alternatively, to get extra money and to help bypass some of these different things, that's the quiet part out loud that some of the investigations show that she ended up pushing crack cocaine, which Black Americans had no idea what that was, until the United States government pushed it on us and used that dirty, bloody money. to find something that was going on in Nicaragua. Think about that. Just want to throw that out there to my South African brothers and sisters who enjoy probably first class coming over here to Congress to testify. Again, we're all about strategy. Nobody is upset. We don't care what the oppressor, what their oppressor's motivation is when they decide to do something that's beneficial for us. But again, we don't need a, another black sister from around the world coming here. Talk black to me, somebody. Trying to re relieve America as if she was for this. No, that's not how it went. And we got to make that distinction. Let me tell you something. Now is our time as a new world rulers, but our secret to ruling is our supernatural powers. I talk exactly about that, unlocking the codes that's already in your bloodline and in your melanin. You don't want to miss my ancestral webinar. I'm going to be with the great Mystic Rod Hayes. We're going to break down supernatural information that will bless you and your entire lineage. Let me tell you something. If you want something you never had, you got to do something you've never done. You can tell with the things that are happening around the world that there is a new changing of the guards and there's a new changing of the gods and goddesses. It's our time. If you want to be prepared with supernatural power, be sure to join my Sunday, November 5th. That Sunday, November 5th, Ancestors webinar. Go to my website at vickiplanet.com. The link should be below. vickiplanet.com. That's V-I-C-K-I planet.com. If you want to be the exception and access unfair advantages, let me see you there. I can't wait to see you again.